Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. All right, welcome back to the Exercises for Everyone podcast. Today we have Tracy Rodriguez with us, who's a corrective exercise specialist. Tracy, I'm so interested to talk to you today. Um, You have such a unique story. I mean, everybody has a unique story, but yours is particularly interesting. So um, welcome to the podcast. I'm really, really excited to hear what you have to share. I don't want to give it away, though. So I'm going to let you go ahead and tell (laughs) us, um, you know, who you are and how exercise has impacted your life. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. So I am Tracy Rodriguez, like you said, corrective exercise specialist. Um, Exercise has completely transformed my life. So, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about my story later on, but I was hit by a semi-truck, I was disabled, and corrective exercise is what healed me you know, when nobody else could heal me, nobody else could even touch the pain. It's what healed my body. I mean, totally healed my body. And, um, so I credit a lot of my life now to exercise. It's just a big part of who I am. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I would love to hear your story about like what happened, like what happened with the semi-truck. Yeah. So I was hit by a semi-truck in 2014. I was driving across state and passing a semi-truck, just regular what you do when you're on the highway. The semi-truck didn't see me. It was like a three-truck semi-truck, didn't see me, and came into my lane and smushed me. And uh, (laughs) I just remember him running out of the truck just yelling, you're alive, you're alive. And that is really like what I've carried with me is like, I'm alive and I'm going to make it count. So, um, when that happened, I recovered pretty quickly. I recovered within six months, but then a year later, two weeks into my marriage, I, it relapsed and I was disabled for a year. So there was time when I could barely walk or stand for any length of time. Um, I went to PT, I went to chiropractic, I got shots, I had drugs prescribed to me, you know, all of the stuff and nothing could even touch what was going on. Um, I was already a personal trainer. So I started to kind of delve into my education and my expertise and I became a corrective exercise specialist. And through that, I was able to train myself fully through my recovery. And now on the other side, hundred percent recovered. And now I get to share that, which is the most incredible part of everything yeah. that I get to share it with other people now. Do you find that sometimes people go into PT and they go, they do their homework mm-hmm. and then they come out with another problem, mm-hmm. right? So, um, cause the body is like compensating, but the, yep. the physical therapist can only work on what's prescribed. Oh, isn't that so frustrating? <laughs> There's yes. such a problem with yes. that. And so I, I'm really interested for you to talk about this corrective exercise and what it is mm-hmm. and why it's different from physical therapy, why it's different from chiropractic, because I mm-hmm. really believe in using a chiropractor when mm-hmm. needed. Mm-hmm. So I would love yeah. for you to share your expertise, like 
who's somebody who would even need it? Like, what is it? How does it work? Like, just tell us yeah. all the things. Yeah, all the things. I love it. Yeah. So my person, like my person who I just love to work with is the person who has been through everything and nothing has worked. That is my person, right? And this certainly is not to like take over for PT and it's not to take over for chiropractic. I love like a full comprehensive treatment of what's going on. But oftentimes when people are going through PT, you're right. It's only what's prescribed that they're able to work on. So if they have a rotator cuff issue, there is a lot going on in the body that has caused that rotator cuff issue, right? There's muscular imbalances in the upper body and the lower body and the pelvic positioning. All of these things have pulled that rotator cuff out of place. But when they go to PT, they can only work on the rotator cuff. And so then they come out of PT and you're right, they have another injury or their, their injury didn't recover. All of these issues that can happen. So what I do is I take people through the process of fixing every pain point from head to toe with corrective exercise. So we fix all of the muscular imbalances going on that are causing those vertebrae, those joints being pulled out of stability. And we do that through body work, self-myofascial release, which is so powerful in itself. Oh my gosh, it's just incredible. And then through, you know, small corrective exercise movements that get the stabilizing muscles to wake up. And then once they wake up, we get them to stay awake throughout the day. So can you give us a little bit of a description of like what that would look like? Like if I needed to wake up my bicep, how, how would you do that? Like how, how do, how do we wake up my bicep and then how do we keep it awake? So to be honest, I wouldn't do anything with the bicep. (laughs) I would. I would be working with the muscles that you've probably never felt in your life. Like I would be working with your cervical flexors, which are in the middle of your throat. I would be working with your mid and lower traps, which are in between your shoulder blades, which your upper traps are overactive, but your mid and lower traps you've probably never felt. Um, So I would be helping you wake those muscles up that you've never felt woken up before. And I would be doing that through – really small movements. I mean, a typical exercise that I would prescribe is wall angels. So I don't know if you've ever done wall angels before, but we usually do anything that we do in a really big way. Like we're trained from infancy, like bigger, the better, you know, go big or go home. But with these exercises, you have to go so small so that the other muscles don't compensate. So it's just really small intuitive work that we're doing with the body so that we're waking up those muscles that are just so sleepy. They've been on vacation for forever, but they are the ones responsible for healing the issue. That's amazing. You know, and I love it that you're talking about how like the bigger we always are like kind of like (laughs) the bigger go home because I find that in the gym, you know, that it, it happens. And really when people have an injury, it's the little muscles that are giving out Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I'm always trying to talk to people about that, especially the guys. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you know, they want the they want the glamour, they want the, the big muscles. Yep. But it's the the it's the little muscles that cause the problems, you know, like when you're not utilizing, like all of the muscles are important and they all need to be worked. Can you speak yeah. to that a little bit more? I love this conversation. This is so yeah, cool. I do too. I love this. This is my favorite topic. So I have had like these 
huge bodybuilder clients. Oh my gosh. They're some of my favorite people too, because they come in and they're just like, their minds are blown because they're like, okay, I'm doing this, but I'm, I'm totally on a plateau. Like I'm not seeing any improvement and I'm doing this, but my neck hurts and this hurts and that hurts. And I'm just, I think that something's going wrong. And then I say, okay, let's take down the weight by half. Let's cut it in half of what you're doing. Let's do a smaller range of motion. And let me tell you where you're supposed to be feeling this. And they cannot complete the set. They are these huge bodybuilder people and they are shaking and quivering and they are unable to complete a set of 10 reps. And it's so incredible to see that every time I'm just like so excited, like this is what you should be doing every time you would see so much more (laughs) if you did this because they're only used to using those huge muscles that are so easily targeted. They, they've never intuitively tried to connect with the smaller muscles. Yeah. And like, sometimes I think that, um, like I had a guy and he always wanted to do, I know you didn't want to talk about biceps, but he had this major injury. Like he had this major weakness at the lower end of his bicep because he was always doing a full one and his momentum blew, would blow past that part of the bicep. And he couldn't understand why, why it was always sore. And I said, well, because that part of your bicep isn't strong enough to lift the weight that you're Mm -hmm. lifting Mm -hmm. and you're injuring it. And he like, it was trying to get his head to wrap around the fact that he needed to drop the weight and do partial reps, like not do like a full extension because it was like, he didn't understand it. But like when you, but they're so important because if you if the momentum pulls it past that part of the muscle, it's not really going to get the full benefit of the work. Like you exactly. have to slow it down. So, how do you like? Can you give us an example of what you would say to somebody if they're trying if you're trying to get them to engage their 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 middle traps? Mm. Can you can you coach me through that if you wanted me to engage my middle traps? Like, what would you yeah. say? Yeah. So okay. these are not engaged easily. I will tell you that right now because, and you probably already know this, the body does whatever it does the easiest way possible in order to preserve energy. It's like a survival mechanism of the body. It's called relative flexibility. So whatever the body does, it will try to recruit those overactive muscles first before the underactive muscles because it it preserves energy, right? And that's why we're all in pain. It's because that's the way that the body functions. So these mid traps are the stabilizer of your neck. So if you have any neck tension, whoo, these mid traps are so, so important. If you have any neck issues, any shoulder issues, these are what stabilize it. So to engage this, there are two ways. The first way is if you imagine that there is a string pulling from the top of the back of your head, pulling, pulling, pulling up. And you'll notice that your spine starts to extend, right? There's like space now in between your vertebrae. Your spine starts to pull, pull, pull up and extend. The hope is that you would feel something in between your shoulder blades, not by squeezing the shoulder blades together. That's a different muscle. Just because the spine is extending by that string pulling up. If you feel something in between your shoulder blades from that extension, that is your mid traps, mid and lower traps. If you don't feel anything, that means that they are super sleepy, super hard to wake up and that we need to do some work to get them to wake up. The second way to wake them up would be through wall angels, which 
take a lot more description. So I would, <laughs> I would recommend starting with the first. <laughs> All right. Very good. You know, I sometimes find that when I am talking to clients, um, you know, to exercise clients and I'm talking to, to somebody who's newer mm -hmm. um, and talking to them about focusing on the muscles in which you're trying to get, because I always explain to them, like you just stated, the body wants to do what's easiest. Like the shoulder is the most mobile joint in the body. It's the most susceptible to injury and it wants mm -hmm. to do everything. So you have to control it. Yeah. Right. Um, but getting them to kind of wrap their head around um, the, the activation, like the mental activation, like, do you have any tips mm -hmm. for that? Totally. Totally. That's it. Like that's to me, one of the most important pieces of exercise in the first place. That is, so, so vital. And you're right. It's not normal. Like it's not a natural place to go when you're doing an exercise. You just do the exercise and you're like, well, I did it, which is another reason, side note, why PT generally, like if it fails, that's one of the biggest reasons why it fails is because they did not know where they were supposed to feel it. And they were using all of the tight, tense muscles to do the movement. That is a big reason why it doesn't work. So if you're trying to get that get that connection, it really takes muscular memory. It takes nervous system learning. It takes repetition. Like all of this happens through repetition. So when you are doing any exercise, I would ask yourself every time, where do I feel this? And I would, you know, enter into the exercise knowing where you're supposed to feel it and then ask yourself, where do I feel this? And at first, it's a very like it's <laughs> – it's not easy at first because it's like, I don't know where I feel. That's what so many people say. I don't know where I feel it. It takes repetition to start to have that connection to your body and for your nervous system to start like being able to communicate in that way. So don't fret if you're like, I have no idea. Keep going. Keep asking yourself that question. Keep entering into exercises intentionally of where you want to feel it. And eventually you'll start to get there. I mean, even that question of where do I feel this starts to get a connection to the neuromuscular firing. It starts to build that. So I would just start there. Don't get frustrated. I mean, you're allowed to get frustrated, but don't get discouraged. Just keep going and it will get easier. Yeah. And I love it. You know, it's like that whatever fires together, wires together. I'm sure you've heard that. And just kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying is like I find at least with my clients is if you don't feel anything or you don't know where you're feeling it mm -hmm. and you're not trained, you're new, you're not really trained, the weight's probably appropriate <laughs> mm -hmm. because if you're feeling it in the wrong place, the first yeah. thing that I do is I drop the weight. I don't know. Is that what you do? Is that what you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I drop the weight. I limit range of motion for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some tips that you would have, like that you would say, like maybe some do's and don'ts of mm -hmm. like thinking about your exercise routine? Like you definitely gave us a do mm -hmm. think about what you're trying to activate and think about if you are actually hitting that. Do you have any don'ts? Yeah, I would say don't push past discomfort. So a big do is know the difference between the pain of an exercise working a muscle and the pain of it straining a muscle. So start to understand that difference, start to try to find that difference. 
don't push past that discomfort if it's if it's putting an uncomfortable pressure onto a muscle or a joint or vertebrae. Um, because that's what a lot of people do. They're like, yeah, it hurts my knees, but that's what exercise is. And I'm just over here saying, no, that is not what exercise is supposed to be. You should never feel it in a joint. You should not feel this in your vertebrae. You should feel it like it's working a muscle, not like it's injuring something. Because pushing past that is a surefire way to lead to some sort of inflammation. So with that being said, like um, you help people with this kind of corrective exercise. How does that look like? Like what kind of, I mean, do you, do you train people like one-on-one? Do you train them virtually? Like do you meet them at their house? Like what do you do? So I do everything virtually. So it's super COVID safe, but it's also really convenient, which I love. Um, I started out doing one-on-one sessions and I saw a big gap happening. So I saw that I was meeting with people one-on-one once a week and they were like, oh, I feel so much better. This is amazing. And then I would tell them, okay, this is what you need to do this week in order to keep these results. They wouldn't do it. They would come back to the session the next week. And it was just a frustrating cycle of a really slow going improvement because we had that gap. So I then entered into having a really holistic program and a one-stop shop for all things pain relief so that they would have that accountability. They would have all of the different um, forms of pain relief that we need in one setting so that I'm filling in the gaps that I found. And it was really something to give them the results that we were wanting, right? The pain relief. So uh, my program is called the Work Pain-Free Program. And it includes a six-week video tutorial calendar taking them through the process of healing all of their muscular imbalances head to toe. So all of the pain points head to toe. So we can really make a difference in what's going on in the body. And then they also get an ergonomic evaluation from my ergonomist on staff so that we're stopping the inflammation that's happening from repetitive motions, which is one of those root causes, right? Because that was another gap I saw. Like people were seeing improvements, but then they would go back to the workspace. They would be sitting, they would be typing, they would be reinstating the inflammation and then it would just be this cycle so we needed to stop it from the root so we got an ergonomist on staff to stop that portion of what was happening and then they get corrective exercise sessions with me which are where magic happen like (laughs) that is the gold where we see what's really going on with the body and how to fix it they get weekly coaching with me and then we also have physical therapists on staff for consulting and they can contact me clients can contact me 24 7 through video messaging to say okay i'm feeling something here i have a question about this or i'm feeling discouraged today and all of those like types of questions are the expectation in my program so that they're not just given something once a week and then expected to do it correctly. Because like we said, the body will not do it correctly unless it has like, you know, specific instructions to do it the right way. So that's why they have that total support wrapped around them so that they are just completely given all of the tools that they need to fix the chronic pain that's happening. Um, And then they also have a Facebook group for accountability and support with other people going through their program. So it's like, you know, the full picture. And my heart behind this program is to stop the ping-ponging from practitioner to practitioner and just give them results, right? And they get to keep their program after the six weeks so that they can go back to it when they have inflammation 
and just really be able to take care of this themselves and have that empowerment of like, okay, now I don't have to rely on Tracy anymore. I don't have to spend thousands of dollars and hours and exhaustion. I can just rely on myself now because now I have the tools. And that's really the heart that I have behind it. You know, I love that you are talking about accountability. I find I, I found out a long time ago that if people wanted to train with me once a week, I wouldn't take them because they wouldn't do what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have that community. They didn't have that um, that extra accountability. They didn't have that resource to tap into. So yeah. not only do you provide them with extra things that they can do in between, so they can, if they have an, an emergency or they have a major question, they can get a hold of you. But you also have a, a group of people who are going through similar problems. I think mm-hmm. that's so important um, because I do think that, at least in my experience, when people are having a problem in their body and it's not getting fixed, it's not like they've, they're trying all of these things and nothing is working, but they feel completely alone. Yeah. You know, like they feel like nobody understands, like nobody is helping them. They have this problem. Sometimes they might feel a little bit crazy because they just can't get to the bottom of it. So I love yeah. it that you also have this like peer community where there's other people that can empathize with what you're going through and encourage you to keep going and, and, you know, encourage you to do your exercises and, you know, keep on path because it's easy to fall off. Like you're creating new habits and you're, you're learning something new and it's, it's easy to just get frustrated and throw your hands up and just want to, you know, abandon it. So yeah. I love it that you have all of these different um, key points that are really going to help catapult them to the, the, the end result, which is to be pain free. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And that's, that's such a good point. (laughs) That's an amazing point because thinking back to when I was disabled, I remember coming out of it, describing to people what it felt like and just being like, I was alone in a room. Like my husband is incredible and he was there with me, helping me the whole way. But other than that, it was just so isolating. And I would go to doctors and nothing was healing. And they would tell me it was all in my head. And that is evil. <laughs> like People should never say that to somebody going through pain. And so, yeah, being able to come into a space where everybody, everybody understands what you're going through, mm-hmm. including me, like that is huge. That's so healing. Well, and I think too that there's also times where like you'll run into a practitioner and they do understand that it's a like it's a mindset related issue and like you have to mm-hmm. like put the the mind work into it, but they they don't teach that or that's not their area of expertise mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. don't have the network to refer you to somebody, right? Yeah. So like yeah. the medical field is really different in in the fact that they don't necessarily talk to each other. Um, At least in in my experience in the United States, that's what happens um, is that, you know, your specialists, they don't necessarily talk to each other, especially if they're in different, um, you know, insurance networks, they Mm -hmm. may not be able to see all of your notes Mm -hmm. and they, it's not like they sit down and have a group discussion, you know, (laughs) I mean, they have their own separate conferences and their own, you know, and that's important, but I also think it's important that they communicate with each other because, the human body is unique and Mm -hmm. each individual is unique and has its own unique problems. And, you know, to just look at somebody and tell them that it's all in their head is 
number one, not helpful to the patient. Like, and I understand there's like a narcotic, you know, epidemic or whatever. Like, I understand that, you know, they're not trying to prescribe things, but I really believe that there are natural ways to heal pain that don't not, I mean, that don't like the body produces its own painkillers, right? Yeah. And that's why like when you're in a state of shock, you don't feel any pain is because your mm-hmm. body is producing all of these painkillers, but then your body gets worn out and then it fades because you have to replenish and that's where the pain comes on. Mm-hmm. I think most people don't know that, but um, I understand the need to not want to write a prescription, but telling somebody, well, you have to just, you know, will yourself to it or like that's it might be right accurate information that you need to use your mind but like Mm -hmm. telling people how to engage their muscles yeah it's 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 definitely an art form you know and it it requires somebody who really understands because you have to be able to say it in like 18 different ways right because people (laughs) differently so you have to be able to say it like not just in one way right So I love it that you are specializing this and helping kind of corral people together because I do think that will help with their healing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're seeing excellent results with your clients. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. I am blown away. I'm, I mean, I tell my husband about, cause he's pretty much like my partner in all of this, right? He's been with me from day one on this whole journey. And so we talk about, just how well our clients are doing. And it's just sometimes like bringing me to tears how they're just healing their lives. I mean, I had one person who was like, oh my gosh, I can finally go to like, you know, go to online school if, you know, if I'm able to heal my body. Like there's just so much that is affected when you're in constant pain and being able to see people's lives changed around to where, they don't have constant pain day in and day out. And it's this whole new world. It's, it's amazing. So can you share with me some of the, the types of problems that people have? So like you talked about mm-hmm. how like you like to help the people who have done all of the things, but what kinds of problems do you like run into regularly? Yeah. So one of the issues is hypermobility, which there are not a lot of people who specialize in hypermobility and I have hypermobility, which is part of why I was not healing and nobody told me, right? (laughs) Nobody knew because. Does that mean that you're double jointed? Yeah. I mean, it it means laxity. Yeah. Laxity in the joints. So it means that your, um, your ligaments are not holding in the same position as the average Joe right? So um, muscular imbalances happen so much more easily into greater severity for somebody who has, you know, double jointedness or hypermobility. So that is something that when you have hypermobility, you need to go smaller with range of motion. You need to be more intentional with where you feel it. You need to be really careful with stabilizing joints and vertebrae. And it's also a a big cause of chronic pain in our society that's drastically underdiagnosed. It's, it's, absurd how how much people just are not diagnosing hypermobility and not uh, addressing it as one of the core issues of chronic pain. 
So that's something I see really often is people coming into my program with hypermobility and then being able to really address that issue changes their lives, right? Um, but also chronic back pain, um, hip pain, joint pain, arthritis, because arthritis is just inflammation of the joint. Why do they have inflammation of the joint? Well, because they have muscular imbalances that are causing compression of the joint, um, neck pain, shoulder pain. And the nicest thing is that we have physical therapists on staff. So if there is something that really goes above and beyond like frozen shoulder, for example, we have physical therapists on staff for consulting and for helping make sure that they're getting the treatment needed for that issue, because that does go beyond what I do. So, um, we have a full team to be able to take care of virtually whatever somebody is dealing with. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, arthritis is such a problem. Yeah. It's such a problem. I love it that you talk about this hypermobility, though, because I have it. Mm -hmm. And as a trainer, sometimes, like, I can go, like, like a big range of motion. And people are like, yep. well, I can't do that. I'm like, well, don't worry. It's, a, but I don't realize, you know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I don't realize that I'm, like, over demonstrating, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it, it does cause me a lot of problems. And people are yeah. always surprised when I tell them, like, oh, it's a curse, I promise. It's not a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a blessing, I promise. Yeah. It really a curse. So I love it that you're addressing that. What are, do you have any, like, ways that people could maybe identify if they're having a problem with hypermobility and they don't know it? Yeah, yeah. If you, if you have chronic pain and if you have any double jointedness, double jointedness means laxity of the joint, right? It means that you have more mobility than is neutral. So more hyper mobility, that's, that's a good sign. Um, a, a lot of flexibility can be a sign of hypermobility, but it is not the like diagnostic criteria for hypermobility. And it's such a new field of study. This is this is kind of like up for debate in the industry. Um, some people will be like, okay, can you touch your toes? No, you're not hypermobile. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. If you have any sort of double jointedness, that is hypermobility in that joint. That is an indication that you have more range of motion than what is neutral. That's that's what we want to address because that's showing me, okay, there's laxity in those ligaments. We need to do something to really bring things back into stability. So I would say if you are like, okay, yes, when I go to the chiropractor, I get an adjustment and then things fall out of place immediately. That would be a sign to me of potential hypermobility because that's those lax ligaments allowing things to fall out of place so easily. So um, chiropractic is wonderful, but the World Health Organization uh, said that if you have connective tissue issues such as hypermobility, then it is contraindicated to go to the chiropractor because that will cause things to fall out of place even more easily, right? Because it's teaching mobilization to things that are already hypermobile. So those are some ways that you could kind of a, a ask yourself if you might be feeling that, but I, I would recommend getting it assessed if you even kind of wonder if you're dealing with that. That's amazing. That's really interesting. Tracy, I would love for you to share with us like the best ways for people to get in touch with you. Any other tips or tricks that you want our listeners to hear and know about? Um, please just tell us all the things. All the things. All the things. <laughs> I would love to tell all the things. 
Yeah. So people can follow me at Tracy Rodriguez CES, which stands for Corrective Exercise Specialist. So you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Tracy Rodriguez CES, and that's R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z for Rodriguez, T-R-A-C-Y for Tracy, <laughs> just in case people want to know how to spell all of my, all of my things. Um, and there I share a lot of tips on body work, which I'm very passionate about, especially if you think you might have hypermobility. Body work is key to fixing what's going on. I share a lot of tips on how to stabilize, on how to activate those underactive muscles, on how to help pain in all of the places. So that is where you can really just get all of the information, tips, tools. I love sharing that kind of stuff. Um, You can also DM me there to schedule a complimentary consultation because I am very passionate about making this accessible to everybody. So if anyone is like, yes, I do hurt, or yes, this sounds like something I'm dealing with, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, and I would love to support you with a free consultation. And then lastly, if they want to join my Facebook group, they can search on Facebook for Work Pain-Free Community. And that's a free Facebook group where I share daily live videos and they're tailored to my members to help their pain points. So that's a great free resource if they're like, I have really chronic back issues, then I create a video for your back issues. Like I make it so that you are getting what you need. So that's another good resource. That's amazing. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today. I will have all of that information for you in the show notes as well. And then of course on the website. So if you have a need, which I think a lot of people probably do, go ahead and reach out to Tracy and um, see if that would be a good fit for you. So Tracy, I thank you for taking your time with us today. This has been wonderful. I'm really excited to have this um, connection. I think I may actually have a referral for you right now. So oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So great talking to you. You're what you're doing is so important. It's such important work. And I really appreciate that you have made this so that, you know, people can connect with you on a global level, because I don't think that there's enough of you out in the world as corrective exercise specialty. So I love it. I'm so happy to be connected with you. And um, I really, really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so, so for much. Being here. Yeah. Thank you. Loved being here. Loved sharing this. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. Looking forward to seeing you there.